everyone. I am Farah Kimji, and you are listening to the Futura Talks podcast. I believe the future will be built by those who see opportunity where others see uncertainty. It will be built by people that don't look like the traditional leaders of our past, but by women and individuals from diverse backgrounds that see the world differently and who are driven to make it better for all. This podcast will feature these people, self-made leaders and entrepreneurs that defy odds and are motivated to build a better future. We will also share practical advice for how you can unlock your full potential as the leader of your own Futura. Now, let's jump into today's episode. This week, I am really excited to be sitting down in conversation with Ali Fiorella. Ali is an integrative nutrition health coach with an advanced certification in gut health. She helps driven professional women stop living on autopilot and start nourishing themselves with intention in order to feel more energized, elevate their mood, and gain confidence in making the right decisions for their health. Her coaching and expertise encompasses holistic health, nutrition, gut health, mindfulness, and self-care so women can become allies to their body and mind and feel empowered in their health and lives. I met Allie through a business collective that we're both a part of, and we soon became business besties, uh, and we've been bouncing ideas off of each other and dropping voice notes to each other and just really supporting each other on our entrepreneurial journey. So I'm just really excited to finally be sitting down with you and having this conversation. So Ali, welcome to the Futura Talks podcast. I am so excited to be here, Farah. Um, it's been such a journey for us through, you know, our businesses and just becoming friends and really supporting each other and what we're going through with our businesses and giving yeah. each other advice. And I'm so excited to just dive in more with you on purpose and all things entrepreneurship. Yes, let's do that. And before we do that, I always like to know a little bit about my guests and what they were like as a child. So Ali, tell us about your upbringing and you know, what did you aspire to be when you grew up? Sure. So, you know, during my upbringing, I was always encouraged to explore all of the things, whether it was with sports, art, music. So I always had my hand in lots of activities and hobbies. My parents were so encouraging with that. And I'm so lucky for that as well. Um, and my family also had a artistic background. So I grew up with my mother was very artistic. Um, she didn't have a profession in art, but she had lots of things around the house that she had made throughout her, you know, her early 20s and 30s. Um, so pieces of art, paintings, sculptures, and my grandfather was very artistic. Um, and my uncle came from a music background. So that was always something that was you know, in my life and something that I grew up with and something that I also fell into from a young age. I was very artistic. I was always drawing, painting, and that was always something that I was super, super passionate about. So from that young age, doing all of those things regularly for fun in school, um, taking extra classes and things like that, um, you know, sort of towards junior high, I kind of decided that I wanted to make some sort of 
a career out of that. And what I decided to do was to go into fashion. And I was taking classes during high school and pursuing that and really trying to, you know, test things out and make sure that was what I wanted to do when I went to college. And ultimately, that was the path that I decided to go down. So, you know, this artistic upbringing kind of segue that path for me to go down a artistic career path um, and ultimately ended up being fashion design. Oh, that is so cool. I actually didn't know all of that about your journey. So tell me then you take some, you know, you have this interest in fashion in high school, you go to school for that. And tell me what happened after you finished your uh, schooling in fashion. Yeah, sure. So right away, I pretty much started working in fashion. And, you know, there were many ups and downs along the way. Um, It was a really amazing experience. Um, I got to work with a lot of really great brands. um, And I got to work on a really cool projects. And, you know, like I said, ups and downs along the way, the fashion industry, you know, it seems very glamorous to most people, um, but there's a lot of hard work involved. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things in the industry that over the past few years have been unsteady. So, you know, I experienced layoffs throughout my career and, you know, there was hard times for sure. Um, There were really times where I was, you know, really felt connected and really felt grateful for my jobs. Of course, Um, I got to experience a lot of cool things like traveling all over the world um, to design clothing. And, you know, I worked on a celebrity fashion line and all these things were really amazing. Um, But like I said, there was always ups and downs um, and there was a lot of stress involved for me personally over the years. You know, like I said, losing a few jobs and, you know, working a lot of hours and things like that. Um, So it was, it was a little bit of everything I would say. Yeah. Uh, Trust me, I've been there too. And it can be, it can be difficult, but sometimes it's those challenges that really like inform us as to the path we should take. So tell, so tell me how, you know, what was going on specifically in your life and what were you doing when you, before starting the business that you have now, like, was there something specific that happened that made you realize, look, it's time for me to take a different path? Because obviously nutrition, health, wellness is pretty different than fashion. So tell, tell us how that all came about. Totally. So there were definitely times in my life where I had experienced some struggles with my health. Um, and this was probably from like my early twenties and I was kind of, I was this person who was always such a hard worker, always so determined and, you know, always in the mindset that I needed to stay on the track that I was on and not like kind of deviate from it. So even though I experienced some health issues, I kind of kept like pushing through these things and Um, I really, you know, I had healthy habits, but I was never really taking the time to kind of, you know, further work on myself. And I guess for a little while, yeah, like I was pushing down a lot of these things that were coming up, I was ignoring a lot of the stress, and, you know, things that were happening for me. So then I, you know, after a few years, I came to a point where, 
you know, this was during the pandemic and I, everything kind of came to a screeching halt for me, like many other people, of course, right? We all experienced like this big lifestyle change. Um, and I was laid off from my job in fashion at the time. And this was early in the pandemic. So I really had time to finally be with myself that I had never allowed myself before. I finally had time to listen to what was on my heart and really connect with how I was feeling. Because at this point, I had realized that for a long time, I was very disconnected from myself and my body. And there were certain things with my health that I was neglecting. Like while I had generally healthy habits, there were things that I was pushing down and I was kind of just trying to power through and they really needed more care and attention. So when I finally had this time of pause, I was really able to think about where I was at with my life what was going on with my health, what I wanted to change, what I wanted to be different and like how I wanted to be like showing up in my life. So with all this time that I had, I kind of went on like a path of rediscovery and I took a course. I took the science of well-being, which was a free online course at the time. It might still be free. I think it is. And it was a really amazing way for me to just connect back with myself, what my values were, what my character strengths were, where my skill sets were, what my passions were, and what I wanted to be doing. And at this point, I realized that I really wanted to be helping others. And, you know, after that, kind of like highlighting some of my strengths for myself, I was able to like, kind of like, put these pieces together that, you know, what was on my heart and what was on my soul is that I wanted to help people. And something that I was always passionate about was nutrition. And I kind of knew for a while that if I hadn't taken this route of fashion, that I probably would have pursued my interest for nutrition. So this was something I kind of also thought about from a young age. Um, so I kind of came back to that inner voice. And I also had like this full circle moment um, when I realized that I actually had been in the same place like five years prior, like exactly five years prior. And at that point, I was afraid to listen to that voice that was speaking to me deep down. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about what happened that five years prior. So I was in a similar situation. I was laid off from another job and I was looking for jobs in fashion again, like you're going to continue down your path, Allie. That's what you do, right? Mm -hmm. um, but something I don't even actually remember how I came across it, but I decided to like look into health coaching and I found some program online and I booked a call to speak with someone about it, someone from their team, a salesperson or something. And um, I completely chickened out mm -hmm. and I forgot about it. And I moved on with my life. I got a job. I worked for this company for five years. And then I was laid off during the pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, after doing a little bit of that digging again, because I kind of had to like rediscover my voice, um, that's where I landed. So it was like really like this full circle moment of how I got to pursuing this new path. I I love all of what you just shared, because I really deeply resonate with so much of it. I think sometimes, you know, we have these quiet whispers, right? And we don't always listen to them. And then they come back uh, around and they're a little bit louder. And then it's kind of like, exactly. okay, I, I've got to listen this time because this is like the same story. And what if it comes back another five years and it's a scream, right? So exactly. I think I, I love that you kind of followed your voice, but I also find that the pandemic really was a deep, you know, a time for deep reflection for so many people. 
but not everyone used that time to necessarily like, you know, discover a new path for themselves. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's just such a, you know, sometimes in time, because we're in another period of hardship right now, right? Like yes. recession or are we already in it? I don't know. Uh, sometimes I just don't pay attention to that as much. Cause I'm like, these are the times when there's so much uncertainty around to actually go a bit inwards and ask yourself, like, what do I want from this life? How do I want to be showing up if I could be or do anything, right? And when you actually take some time to listen to that voice, sometimes it's really different than the path that you're on, right? Exactly. You were, And mm-hmm. I was in the same boat as you where I was like, this path is leading me down a very like CFO track path. But when I looked five or 10 years down the road, I couldn't envision myself as a CFO, you know? And I'm like, so why am I staying on this path? So not everyone always has like, the guts to get off of this path that they've been on, especially if you've invested, you know, years in that career and schooling and all of that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, kudos to you for kind of like following that inner voice. Right. And I just love so much of what you shared there, because I think a lot of people are in the same position as you right now. And I think the main takeaway I got from your story is like, sometimes you just need to listen to that voice. Right. Totally. And it's not always going to be easy. Hmm. And I think it's it's important to remind yourself that. Um, but anything is possible. You know what I mean? And I think when you kind of just like break through some of those like limiting beliefs that you have, you're really able to allow yourself to expand and grow into what you want to. Yeah. Like we're allowed to up level our identity, right? We're allowed to totally. make changes. But if anything, it's kind of necessary to make those changes in a world that's constantly changing so fast. And and one thing that's really helped me in doing that is to be, is to be guided by purpose. And we talk a lot about purpose on this show and you and I have had lots of conversations about that too, because it's my favorite topic and I know you're deeply connected to your purpose. So tell me, how did you land on, you know, the work that you're doing now being your purpose. Walk us through that journey. Yeah, sure. So like I said, I, I had went on this journey of like rediscovery and that was really like the first step of what I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I chose to go down that path, right? Like I made the choice to blaze down this new path that was completely unpaved for me. Right. So I took a course to become a certified health coach. Right. And throughout that nutrition program, I learned lots of different things and, you know, I was able to start working on my own health, which was super important to me. Um, But, you know, a part of what I did want to do and on that journey of rediscovery that I realized I wanted to be doing was helping other people. Right. And some people take the program that I take just to better their own health. They go down different routes. There's like many things you could do with it. A lot of people, of course, become health coaches. Um, So yeah, as I continued, you know, I was working on my own health. And then towards the end of the program, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try this, like, I'm going to take on some clients and see how it goes. So I started doing exactly that. And in working with those first few people, of course, I was new to it. But I just finally felt something that I had never felt before. I felt this deep sense of fulfillment and gratitude for what I was doing it felt really, really good to be making a positive impact in this way on other people and connecting with people. Connection is something that's super important for me. 
Um, it's one of like my core values is like deep and meaningful connections. So it felt really good to be helping people and connecting with people in this way. I felt fulfilled. And while my fashion career was fulfilling, I still had never felt this before. So that was really like the moment that I knew that this was my purpose was that deep sense of fulfillment. It was bringing me. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting to listen to the voices that are happening at that time, because you easily could have taken the program and just let it be something that stays with you, right? The learning and knowledge stays Mm -hmm. with you. And I've done that. Like I, there's so, there's so many similarities in the timing as as well of our journeys. Like I actually was working with a coach myself on mindset and then this opportunity to take a certification on mindset coaching with Mind Valley came up and I yes. took it and I thought, okay, this is really just helpful for me. And then I was like, no, but I like this. Cause we, we had to practice on each other in the course. And I was like, oh, I'm good at this coaching thing. Like I'm helping people and have these aha moments. Like I would love to do this full time. Right. And, and I think that sometimes it's like, you don't even know you want, want something or you're good at something or you like that you like something until you try. And so for you to take those first few clients and say like, let me just see if there's something here. And I relate to that because that's exactly what I did. I did not initially believe that I was going to be doing a full-time coaching practice. I was actually at the time working with entrepreneurs, helping them to raise capital, helping them with pitch decks, Mm. actually kind of coaching them, but that wasn't what I was monetizing on. Um, and and one, once I took the certification and I was just like, Oh, it's the coaching part that I love. So I now need to be like, this is the thing that I make money doing. Cause there's lots of things we can all be out there making money doing, but I think when you're trying to align how you monetize your, um, what you, the work that you do, and you align it with something that actually brings you that fulfillment, gratitude, that sense of like, oh, that's what this feels like to do work Mm -hmm. that actually is fulfilling. It's a very different feeling. And I, I, I really try to help people understand that because, you know, sometimes people might say, well, you could have had a great career in finance, or you could have had a great career in fashion. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this coaching thing? But when you're following that fulfillment piece of like, oh, this is, this feels good. I personally believe you have an opportunity to monetize the things that you love doing and feel fulfilled by in a far greater way than just staying in like those more traditional paths. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I just, I thank you for sharing that. Cause I was just like, oh, I totally, totally get it. But I also want more people to be able to experience that too. And, and give themselves the permission to follow that voice, right. Yeah. That that's within them. Yeah. So, so tell me, you know, now that you, you, so you started coaching, you were working with a few clients, you know, in, in the work that you do now, are there any things that you've gone through personally, like any challenges that you faced either, you know, you've talked about some of them, but that you faced that you're like, okay, that's now informing the work that you do now. I know we chatted a bit, totally talked about like the word consistency. Like I'd love for you to talk about how that is, is something that kind of led you to say, okay, this is something I can help people with. Totally. Well, I have a few different answers for that. Sure, yeah. Um, but 
So for so long, I feel like with my healthy habits and even just, I guess it would, it came from a place of, you know, being on a career path that like I wasn't fulfilled by any anymore. I very much felt like I was just like living on autopilot and like I was just going through the motions every single day. Like I generally had healthy habits and stuff, um, but I kind of just felt like I was doing things to do them Mm. and it wasn't necessarily making me feel good. I mean, especially with my career, um, but also even with those somewhat healthy habits I had, like they weren't necessarily like right for me in the moment there were other things that I could be doing and you know maybe I was really focused on things like um nutrition and exercise and I was like neglecting like my mental and emotional health yeah. um so in hindsight when I look back I can see all of that now when I was in it of course like I didn't really see it that way but I very much felt like I was just kind of like going through these motions and like doing the things that I thought I should be doing right just like many people like we think that we have to you know stay on one path or you know we think that we have to do things that kind of conform with society and like what we're told we should be doing right so when I look back on that I can see all of that now I didn't see it when I was going through it but now that's kind of like what I help people with is like really like stop that autopilot and I like to say it like start nourishing yourself with more intention right so how can you be like more present with yourself and um, really connect with what's going on for you to kind of inform like your habits and be more consistent and things like that. Like really being present with yourself allows you to create awareness of what is happening, right? And then you can kind of like choose new habits based on that. And I also think when you can bring that mindful present awareness to what you're doing, it also really helps you to differentiate between what is not right for you in that moment and what is right for you in that moment. So that's kind of like through all these experiences that I've had, this is kind of like how I've come up with this approach in my coaching to help people with those same things. Like I feel like oftentimes um, I'm helping the person that I once was. Well, yeah. And I think that always informs like, you know, are how we help people. But what I loved about what you just shared, there's a lot of people who coach and talk about health and wellness. I mean, we're bombarded with it. But the one thing that I don't really see come up is that intention piece. And I, you know, I've gone through some of your workshops and that was something that landed with me now is like being intentional with how you're looking at your health and your life and and the goals that you have and for your body, for your wellness, all of it, right? Like looking at yourself more holistically. And I think that approach is unique in the sense that that allows for a different approach during different phases of your life and times in your life. Exactly. Whereas instead of saying, this is the diet that always works for me. So I'm going to just do this diet. Well, what if like then something changes in your life and you can't do that diet and you can't stick to it, or it's no longer working, then what happens, right? And I've had to like give myself a lot of grace with being like, okay, you know what? In this season, this is what's gonna work for you. But that that brings me back to like, if you come from a place of intention and how you nourish yourself with intention, I love that saying, that allows for you to meet yourself where you're at, which is what I think is really important. 
Totally. You know, we're always concerned with what other people are doing and can it work for us? We think I did this in the past and it worked. Why isn't it working this time? Yeah. Yeah. But the truth is that we are always changing. Our bodies are always changing. Everything around us, our environment is always changing and we have to be adaptable. Like there are different things that we experience through different phases of life our health changes. So our body's needs change. So when we can really start being more intentional with what our body does need, how we are feeling. And also a part of that is coming back to your voice and your intuition and those thoughts that you're having and really listening to yourself rather than all of the noise that is around you. Because like, let's face it right now, there is so, so much noise in Hmm. health nutrition and wellness. And I think people often become frozen because there is so much information. They think they have to do everything at once. They don't know who to listen to. So then they don't do anything. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of the times it could just be as simple as like coming back to yourself. Okay. Like, what do I need in this moment? Like, how am I feeling and what can I do to support that? What can I do to either feel better or, you know, increase my energy and like, just like, we have a lot of answers within us. And when we can just be more present, be more mindful, be more intentional, you know, it doesn't have to be so complicated. I, I hear you on that. And I, I think that, you know, it's a, it's a different approach, right? There's like a lot of, like you said, a lot of noise out there, but coming at it with this approach, I think is, um, gives people a little bit more power too, right? Over, their journey with their health. So tell me, like you've touched on this already, but maybe just tell me more specifically, like what is different about your approach and how you help your clients and how you serve them and what problems you can help with and the tools that you use to help them? Sure. So you know, really my approach is very holistic, which, you know, there's a lot of people in this space too, but really like, I think part of it, which I feel like I keep saying is like coming back to yourself. I think, you know, a lot of us are very disconnected from ourselves and our needs and stuff. So I think like a huge part of well-being is really being connected to yourself, really being able to show up more authentically and intuitively in your own life with the habits that you're creating Um, And also with the things that you're doing and you're fueling yourself with on a daily basis. And like, we're consuming so many things, right? We're not just consuming food and things like that. We're consuming information on a daily basis. So I really help people to just be more mindful and intentional in their life. And I help them bring that to like everything that they do so that they can make the right decisions throughout their day so that they can feel good and also A big part of that is really helping people uncover their reasons and their whys for like doing, you know, doing what they want to be doing, creating healthy habits. Like, what is your reason? When you can come back to that, it's easier to make decisions that are aligned with those things. So I really love to bring this mindfulness aspect. Um, I really like to help people approach their health from a way that like your mind and your body are not two separate things they're connected. Mm -hmm. And how can we treat them as one with the foods that we eat, 
the habits that we create with our exercise and with our routines. So like, you know, food is information, not only for our bodies, but for our minds, right? So how can we like optimize our nutrition to, you know, improve our mental and our physical health, right? What habits can we include in our day to also amplify our physical and our mental health, like meditation and breath work and stuff, all of these things work with your body on a physical and a mental level. And that's really the foundation of what I do. I love that. And I totally agree. Like the mind body connection, especially with what you put in your body, it's like, I'm noticing this, especially as I age a bit more that it's like, there's a direct correlation um, with how I'm going to feel after I eat a certain food, but also before I eat that food, how am I feeling? Like, why am I choosing that food right now? Is it because mm-hmm. I actually need that thing or it's an emotional reason or it's a stress reason, or right? Right. Like, you know, triggered from whatever. And, you know, I'm going back to it because of some, this is what I had when I was a child when like, I still, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. I still sometimes have McDonald's, but I mm-hmm. always have it when I'm stressed out or I'm trying to like numb myself from dealing with, with an issue or when I'm hungover, but I haven't been drinking in 20, I haven't had alcohol in 2023. So it's been a while. So that's not not the reason, but it's like my hangover food too. But again, that's also because you're not in a good space. So like, I just love being able to now have so much more awareness around that. But I, I do think it's, you know, not everybody does. So I love what you're trying to do is to help people really have that mind body connection so that when they are nourishing themselves, when they are choosing what they're putting in their body, whether it's food or information, they know why they're choosing that thing. Yeah. I think connecting with that, it helps people stay consistent and it helps people feel, I don't love to use the word motivated all the time because I think motivation comes and goes and that's like a whole nother conversation, but it's, it serves people with direction and it, and it gives them purpose and what they're how they're nourishing themselves to speak on the word purpose right like it it helps them create that intention intention and what they're doing so that's why I think it's so important to focus on these things um and it's like an integral part of coaching and what I do because I notice that it is effective like I notice this is what gets people results when it comes to habit change and implementing and integrating new things into their life. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me sometimes when I when I think about purpose and I think about the person I am but also the person I want to be that I'm trying to step into the goals that that person has And then I say, well, does McDonald's align with that person? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I sometimes have to ask myself that, or does hitting snooze and missing a workout like align with that person and having that connection to not just like, I'm trying to lose 10 pounds, but connection to the person you're trying to embody and be exactly is is so So, why do you think then like I, I think we both know why, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Why do you think wellness is just such an important thing specifically for entrepreneurs and, and how it, you know, affects their performance to if they are or are not focusing on wellness? Yeah. Well, I truly think that like you can't perform, think, create, or like even show up as your best self if you're not well physically and mentally, right. And if you're not taking care of yourself and like, 
you know, I've heard this phrase a lot, but like, it's so true. And, you know, we can't have a healthy body without a healthy mind and vice versa. We talked about this mind body connection, right? So like, if you want to be showing up, performing well, and like doing your job, you want to feel inspired, and you want to, you know, be able to, you know, think clearly, and, you know, you need to be taking care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work in a corporate setting, you know, your health is crucial for, you know, your success, your performance and your happiness. And, you know, when life gets busy with work, people are often, you know, neglecting taking proper care of themselves. And, you know, they prioritize work over their health and well-being. I've been there. I've done that. Um, You know, and unfortunately, all that stress like affects you know, your physical and your mental health, and in turn, your performance on many levels. So it's really important to just, you know, have habits that you can come back to, to take care of yourself. You know, I love to use like analogies with people. So it's like, think of like nourishing yourself as you would like taking care of a plant, right? A plant can't grow without the water, without the right environment, without the care. So you have to take care of yourself. You have to plant those seeds for yourself. You have to nourish yourself if you want yourself to expand in your career, to flourish in what you're doing, to be creative and to show up with like the energy that you need to, you know, carry out whatever it is in your day. You know, if you want, if you want to feel inspired, if you, you know, if you want to start something new, it's like, you have to wake up feeling refreshed. You have to be taking care of yourself at the end of the day. Like, you know, I, I hear you. Like I lately, one of the things that I really try to be able to do is tap into my creativity on a daily basis. Cause when I can, I find my best ideas come out when I can like get in this zone of creativity, but I can absolutely never get there. If I'm waking up like with low energy and just like the le- feeling of lethargy, so like hard. that yeah. day is not going to be a day that I can be creative. So I really like make sure that I do my best to like be at a good energy level so that I can allow myself to access yes. that part of my brain. Yes. But I do yes. struggle with it. And, and one of the things that I struggle with is like being really consistent with my habits. And I find that the one thing that sometimes goes when I am stressed or overworked or even this week I was running a masterclass series and I had like three days of, of running it. And I just poured everything into it, like worked 12 hour days. And, you know, and this is the thing that people say is like, Oh, when you're an entrepreneur, they think we just show up online for like an hour. Well, no, it took a lot to like put that together, Um, but I love doing it. So I was in a zone. Like I'm not sitting here saying, Oh, I worked and burnt myself out. I actually love that work. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful to be able to do it, but it was one of those weekends. And I did that. I did it yeah. for like three or four days straight. And the thing that kind of fell off, and this was probably just did a lack of planning as well, but was my health. Right. Yeah. And so what, what would you say is like, it's some, some maybe like easy tips or hacks to make sure that that doesn't fall off. And I, and totally. again, probably connecting back to the the why as well of why it's important for that part not to fall off. Yes, yes. Well, I always tell people, and this is like in my coaching and with anything, it's like scheduling and planning ahead goes such a long way. And so we we have no problem scheduling our business meetings and, you know, all of those things, right? But like, you know, when it comes to like our personal care and 
what we're doing for ourselves and our healthy habits, we tend to like not schedule them. But I tell any like busy professional or entrepreneur or really anyone, cause like a busy mom, like this can apply to so many things like schedule and planning, you know, your, your gym, cooking, food, shopping, all of those things, just like you would your meetings in your professional life. Right. I think that's really the most effective way to sticking to things and making sure that you have time for things um, because they're just as important. Right. And treating them that way and having that mindset about it, I think is also really helpful. Um, so this way you can build in those routines and like make sure that you're consistent with it, like scheduling, blocking, you know, that time in your morning. And even if you don't have a lot of time, like let's say you are a super busy mom or, you know, and you know, you have a career too. And like, it's really hard for you to like block out an hour in the morning, try to block out like 10 minutes for yourself, like do a meditation, do some stretching, like whatever it is, like, especially I think like, you know, in the morning, before you like start the busyness of your day and get involved in like work activities and kid activities and all that stuff. Um, So really like building routines, like I said, if you don't have a lot of time, just make sure it's a few minutes. Um, And also just like taking these like incremental steps when it comes to building healthy habits and stuff, especially when you're integrating new things into your life. Don't do everything all at once. It's super, super overwhelming. Um, So I think, you know, in terms of consistency, if you're just like starting small and building, it's way easier to be consistent and also build upon than like if you're trying to do everything all at once. So I always say incremental steps. Um, And then also like for consistency, I think this one is so important. I think a lot of people forget about it sometimes, but surrounding yourself with other healthy people or a community that's like-minded, that's uplifting, that's going to be supportive with the things that you want to implement. Um, You know, the people that we surround ourselves with have a direct impact on our health. And like, if they have healthy habits, we will too, um, and vice versa. So we are constantly influenced and influencing the people around us. So, um, you know, I really think that's important for consistency too, because if we're with people that have unhealthy habits that are drinking a lot or, you know, doing things that aren't so healthy, sitting around watching TV and all this stuff, we're going to do that too. So, you know, while it is important to be that healthy influence for people, it's important to also have those people in your corner too, Mm -hmm. that can inspire you and hold you accountable. And, you know, sometimes that's with friends, sometimes it's with community members, sometimes you need to go out and find that support for yourself, whether it's a coach or a mentor. Um, So there's many ways that you can do that. Um, And there's many ways you can be that healthy influence for people. But you also you need that from people to to feel inspired, to be held accountable. And then of course, like this mindfulness aspect, which I think I've already, you know, covered pretty pretty extensively and I don't want to sound um repetitive but of course bringing mindfulness to your day and really you know creating that intention with your habits helps you to stay consistent it's very simple when you can be present with how you're feeling and you know where you want to be it's easy to stay consistent with those habits that you're trying to create I I totally agree I think that for me like you said I do I schedule in everything else. And I have now started, I literally schedule in my, like, this is when I'm having my lemon water. This is when I'm having my, oh, I, I, I put it in my calendar. Now, the one thing I think I like 
forgot that I sometimes forget to do is put in the grocery shopping. That's that I was like, Oh wait, whoops. I need to go restock all this. So I'm like, okay, note to self schedule in all of it. And like the time, sometimes you don't even think about like the extra time you might need to actually prep the things or unpack them or put them in, you know, into, you know, um, your fridge and just like cut them up and wash them. Like, so so I, I, I've realized like, that's kind of another thing that I have. Sometimes I have all this fresh produce, like sitting in my fridge and then, but I haven't done the prep. So then I don't like grab it. It's so bad. (laughs) But I think that's really key is like, you know, put it in the calendar. And then also, um, the community piece is really, I think huge. Um, I've definitely adopted the habits of like, who's whoever's around me the most. And I can see the direct correlation to my health when it's been like, you know, there was a season in COVID where it was a lot of like Netflix and Uber eats. And, and then that like, you know, flash forward three months later and I have a Netflix Uber eats body and I'm like, Oh, oh, that's what happened there. <laughs> like, yeah. and I kind of have to check myself of like, I need to change up the routine and, and who, you know, what communities I'm in, which has, which has led me to say, if I don't have it naturally around me, I have to go seek it. I have to go join it. Right. And that's yeah. why I think you and I also got drawn to the business collective that we're in because we're craving and seeking that community of like-minded individuals who are level leveling up in their their business yeah. and their life and their visibility and all the things that yeah. we do in that community. But the same can be said for your health, right? A hundred percent. Yes. And I think it's, it's something that is easy to forget about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, we don't even think about how much sometimes the people around us are impacting or influencing um, yeah. our life. Right. And, and until sometimes you have better influences, you're like, Oh, this is what it's like when I'm in a really some supportive totally. environment. Right. Totally. Like everything is like an energy exchange. And I think, especially with like people that you're surrounding yourself with. So, you know, you yeah. have to be another thing that you really need to be like intentional with. Absolutely. I totally agree. So tell us, you know, what, what else do you have kind of on the go with your business? You know, you've, you've got your, I know you have your coaching offers one-to-one and group, but tell us what uh, ideas you have on the horizon that you can share with us at this stage. Sure. So, I mean, I love nutrition. I love to cook. I'm very passionate about those things. And I think, you know, now as I'm, you know, as I've transitioned out of my fashion career, cooking has really become like a creative outlet for me. So, I definitely plan on writing a cookbook one day. Oh, nice. Um, I would love to do that. Yeah. And um, also potentially a podcast. I don't know yet, but like I really enjoy, you know, interviewing people and learning more about them. And like I said earlier, like connecting with people. So that's something that potentially could be in the future too. I love um, that. I think you'd be great and, at yeah. it. Yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, or don't follow Allie yet. She does do a lot of IG lives where she brings on other guests and entrepreneurs, and she's such an ex- excellent and gracious host. And so I think you would be awesome at podcasts. You'd be a natural. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, I'm, I would be very excited to get your cookbook because I definitely tune into your matcha Mondays and just the way that you prepare 
these matcha lattes is just <sighs> like, I don't even like matcha, but I still watch. I don't know why. It's something about the way in, in which you do it. You make it look really tasty, even though I, I, I there's something about matcha I just don't love, but that's just me. But you make me want to love matcha. Let's just put it that way. If you were in New York, I would change your mind and make you watch Okay, like well, I'll come to you. When I do come to New York, we will check it out for sure. I love it. Um, okay, so can you, you know, at this stage, we're going to kind of close out, but I'd love to see uh, from you if you have any advice for, or sorry, not see from you, but hear from you. If you have any advice for our listeners who are listening that, um, you know, might be considering entrepreneurial endeavors of their own, or maybe they're already on one. Do you have any advice for them? Sure. Of course I do. Um, What I would really recommend is, you know, we've talked about this, but really like listening to your intuition and also like exploring different things that are on your heart. Like it doesn't always have to be this clear path and you know, don't be afraid to explore things just because you're unsure. I, the only way you're going to learn and, you know, connect with something is by doing it. So just like continue exploring what's on your heart, try different things. Don't be afraid to switch paths, switch gears, because truly I, Farah, as you, as you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, it's all about, you know, growing and expanding into into what it is that you're working on and things are going to shift. Things are going to move around as you continue to do the work. So I think like really having that mindset of being open and adaptable to what comes to you is so important because it's not always black and white. Um, And often we think we need to have this like really clear idea of where we're going when really you probably just need to experiment with a few things and really just like start to get into action. That's another thing that I tell people. And I recently had a conversation with a friend and I was like, I'm just going to give you some advice. Like you really need, just need to like get into action and just start doing and start putting it out there, right? Putting yourself out there, putting your idea out there, reaching out to people. Um, So I think those are some of my biggest tips. And then secondly, you also know this, Farah, like getting the support that you need with your business, because it's really hard to be alone in your business, especially as an entrepreneur. If you've come from the corporate world, you're used to being surrounded by people. So it's important to get the support that you need. I think one-on-one is great, but I also think having a community of support and coming back to the word community, um, but Far and I are both a part of a business collective and it's really been immense in helping me with, you know, not only just like growing connections and stuff, but like just big being able to feel uplifted by other people and inspired by other people and, you know, having, you know, a community to, bounce ideas off of share with share your wins with not even just like your business ideas, but like to celebrate small things with it feels really good to have a home for that. So get support. And I think I did myself a disservice for the beginning of my career switch by not having that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because I feel like for the first year and a half, I didn't have that business support. I didn't have that community. I didn't have anyone to run ideas by. And that would have been one of the most helpful things I think with me starting something new is having that support. Yeah. I actually think what you just shared there 
is gold because I definitely experienced that. Like when I first came out, you know, I was like, okay, I'm passionate about this, but I didn't give myself enough permission to be like multi-passionate, right? Yeah. Follow some of the, I want to try this. And then I would wait to try certain things. And then some of the things you thought you're passionate about, and then you try them and you're like, oh, I don't actually like this, but I do like this. And I had never tried it. And so I think giving ourselves permission to have like multiple passions and following them is, is great. And then the community piece, huge. Like I was the same as you too. For the first two years, pretty much of my entrepreneurial journey, I did not have a community around me. I was doing it alone. Like I, I did sit in a co-working space at the time that had some entrepreneurs, but like they weren't in my, my field. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, it wasn't the same thing as like intentionally meeting with other business owners who are on a similar journey to you that, like you said, you can bounce ideas off of. Um, but also we do learning, like we learn new things every week. There's workshops, there's this, like, so we're just exposed to so, so much. There's a community, community camaraderie piece, the learning piece, the leveling up piece, the inspiration, the bet, you know, business bestie when you're down to be like, Oh my gosh, I just had a launch. It didn't go as well as I thought, like, you know, all of that. So I totally agree. It's been so helpful. I mean, that's how we met. And, um, I'm so appreciative of our, you know, friendship during that time, because it's helped me a lot, you know, uh, me too. Me too. Yes. I think it's, it's really important to have, you know, people by your side as you start something new to encourage you to uplift you to just like be there for you when things are happening and not going as you planned. Um, it's so, so important. Yeah. And, and with that, I mean, it's been, you know, so lovely to have you on, like we've been chatting now, I think we met back in September or October. So, you know, six months and here you are on the podcast and I'm hopeful, hopeful to actually meet you in person. Like we've become so close, but we haven't actually met, you know, in person yet, but I know it'll be amazing when we do. Um, so as we close out, I started doing this thing in 2023 and asking my guests, just one random question at the end. And the question I'm going to ask you, and I thought this was appropriate because we talked about nutrition, but I know you must have like a cheat meal or an indulgence food that you go to. And I'd love to know what it is for you. Okay. So first of all, we're going to reframe this question. Okay. (laughs) Part of what I do I despise the word cheat meal. Okay, fair. And I recommend everyone to just like break up with that word. It fuels such a negative relationship with food, which I specifically work on breaking with clients um, because I don't, you know, yes, there are foods that are better for us than others, but when we start labeling foods and we start like calling ourselves cheaters, it's just, it's, it fuels a lot of things and it brings a lot of things up. And then it's really hard to have compassion for yourself. And like a part of what I do, which I haven't mentioned yet, you know, having this compassion for yourself helps to generate the habits that you want to create and helps you to be kinder to yourself and also create awareness, but like not from a judgmental standpoint. So I always, when I eat McDonald's, I should just be really compassionate about myself (laughs) that that's what I needed in that moment. (laughs) Or you can be like, Hey, I'm not happy with this decision. It didn't make me feel great, but I know next time I'm going to make a better decision because of it. 
Okay, that's fair. I like that. That's a good reframe. Thank you. Um, and that said, that said, Allie, what is your food? <laughs> so instead, I'm going to tell you like what my favorite meal is sure. and like what I love, what like is, feels cozy and comforting for me, yeah. right? I love eggplant parmesan. It's like a family thing. I have an Italian background. So it's something that I grew up with my grandmother making and it just like has become one of our family favorite meals. And it means nourishment to me on many levels, not just because I actually love the taste and I love the food, but like it means something to me, which is like a big element of food and it should be. And, you know, when we can start having a healthy relationship with that, um, you know, we don't have to use words like cheat meals and all of that stuff. I I know that's fair. You know what? I don't know if you knew this. I don't do a lot of cooking. Um, I make salads and, and, um, like stir fries and, you know, just easy stuff, but the one meal that I make really excellently and I have been praised for is eggplant lasagna. And it's like layers layers of eggplant sauce and cheese. And it's just so good. And I love preparing it. It's easy, but it's tasty. Yeah. You would love it. So now I know what to make you. That sounds so good. I'm coming over. I'm flying flying to you now. (laughs) Just in case you want to know what mine is, it's mushroom risotto. I love, so McDonald's is my like sad food, like stress food, but my like food that I'm like, if I see it on a menu, I will absolutely get get it it. every single time is mushroom risotto. Yeah. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So lastly, how can our listeners learn a bit more about you, learn about the work that you do and engage with you online? And we'll be sure to add all of that to the show notes. Sure. So you can find me on social. My main platform is really Instagram. I have TikTok, but find me on Instagram. It's at Ali Fiorella or head to my website, which is alifiorella.com. I share lots of recipes, healthy inspiration. You can learn more about my services and what I do and my story. Um, feel free always to send me a message if you want to chat, have questions, if you're interested in working with me. I absolutely love connecting with people as I already have shared. And right now I have both one-on-one and health coaching options and group coaching Um, that's coming soon. So you can look out for that. And I also, you know, frequently host workshops and events. So, you know, the best way to stay in the loop with all of those things is just to follow me on social media um, or reach out to me. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Ali, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure sitting down in conversation with you. And yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Futura Talks. I hope it has left you inspired and motivated to pursue your dreams, find your calling and follow your heart in your life and business. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving a review and better yet, sharing this episode with someone who will be inspired to start building their own Futura. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next week.